Welcome to the third hour of the second episode of Air Chats. I'm your host, Ty Rose Now. This show focuses on radio shows from old-time radio to current shows written as plays or when a radio show was recorded. A showcase of radio programming that may have been lost over the decades if it hadn't been recorded and preserved for future generations. In the radio and television industry, recordings of radio shows were fairly common anywhere from the transcription disc for later replay or to make sure a commercial had been played on the air for the salesman to show their client. Airchecks is a three-hour program that is uploaded into a podcast on Saturdays and Sundays for radio stations across the nation, internationally, and for you, the listener. We're about to go into the final part of the Golden Memories of Radio with Jack Benny and Frank Knight as the host for the Lon John Symphony Orchestra in 1969. Here's great moments of humor and pathos. Radio programs did not always follow script. Not everything was grim on Golden Radio. The unexpected was the rule, for everything was done live, not pre-recorded. And here's Jack Benny back to tell you of some of the lighter moments in the news. Yes, Frank, there have been flubs throughout radio's history. The most famous occurred when announcer Harry Bonzel introduced President Herbert Hoover like this. The next voice you will hear will be that of the President, Hubert Heaver. That was a classic, of course. And Lowell Thomas told me of a moment on his famous news commentary. Yes, Lowell sent us a recording of that program. It seems that announcer Hugh James smiled at the right moment during the broadcast. This is the result, just as it was broadcast. Well, all the sounds also (laughs) (laughs) Tell Harris, the band leader, (laughs) she explains that working so hard all day in the film studio... She is sometimes not in such perfectly good humor. <laughs> she, she snaps at me. <laughs> Which is all wrong. <laughs> to which I say, you're all for us. <laughs> I'll leave the rest of it to you. Tomorrow is the first of May. (laughs) That means that summertime is rushing toward us. And when hot weather gets here, it puts an added responsibility on the oil that's in your motor. For then the oil must do three things. It must help keep your motor clean, must keep it well lubricated, and must help carry off excess heat. And for years, Sunoco Oil has been doing all three of these things. Now Lowell Thomas says... So long until tomorrow. (laughs) This program came to you from New York. The news itself had its lighter side, Frank. One of the finest newsmen on the American Broadcasting Company staff was Julian Anthony. And he, too, made a kind of history one evening. Julian gave us special permission to play this tape. 
I think it's probably one of the genuinely funniest moments ever to be broadcast. In the wonder world of science, uranium has been discovered a few hundred yards from the White House and nearly 300 feet up. It's in the granite of the Washington Monument, but not valuable or dangerous. Back here in New York, the Hayden Planetarium has heard from a Minnesota man who claims that the shape of Aurora Borealis, the northern lights, can be changed by flapping a bedsheet at them from the ground. The planetarium doubts it, but the man says he did successfully flap sheets in his backyard one midnight, though his wife kept hollering at him to cut out the foolishness and get back in the house. This is Julian Anthony reporting. Yes, even the very best in the business were caught up by the unexpected. You mentioned earlier that radio had perfected the variety show format. But, Jack, I bet you didn't know that way back in 1925, radio station WGBS in New York came up with this brand new idea, a real variety show in a minstrel version. I think you'll enjoy listening to Daily Paskman's minstrels just as they were then. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? We have the pleasure of bringing to you the happy and highly popular Daily Postman Radio Minstrels. The old-time minstrels have assembled here to bring back to your memory those golden tunes and mirth-provoking jokes of minstrel days gone by, recalling songs and jokes you forgot to remember. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, to the opening of our minstrel show by the entire company. Mr. Tambo on my left. Good evening, Mr. Bones. How did you like the singing? Oh, brother, that singing was just wonderful. You know, singing is their hobby. Their what? Their hobby. What do you call a hobby? Why, Mr. Bones, a hobby is anything a man gets his greatest pleasure out of. <laughs> I see you don't understand, so I'll try and explain. Now, for instance, my hobby is singing. Another man's hobby may be dancing. Another man may like to tinker with machinery. Another man may like to rake the garden. That's his hobby. Yes, everybody has a hobby. That's right. Everybody has a hobby. And what is your hobby? Women. <laughs> now, Mr. Bones, didn't I understand you to say you were a married man? Yes, I'm married, but that ain't no hobby. <laughs> Grand finale by the entire company. Jack, radio allowed us to fill in the details with the magic paintbrush of imagination. I wonder if that's the reason that radio was able to capture pathos on a scale far more personal than television or even the motion picture. Yes, radio let the listener add something of himself to every broadcast.
I remember two broadcasts from the Yankee Stadium in New York that are as vivid as though I heard them yesterday. You're probably thinking of Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and the strange fate that entwined their destinies. Both were great names in baseball. Both played for the New York Yankees. <laughs> they even tried their hand at a radio show. Hey, Babe, you've taken off a lot of weight in the past few years. Look at my figure, kid. All you've got to do now is to diet for 10 or 15 more years and you'll almost look human. Boy, I'm careful of what I eat these days. Listen, babe, you have a farm where you grow your own food, don't you? Yes, I have a farm. What do you raise there? Lots of things. Celery, for instance. Really? You raise celery? Of course. Why the surprise? I thought Colonel Rupert was the fellow that always raised your celery. I said celery, not celery. As radio performers, they were great baseball players. I think a golden moment of radio touched with rare emotion was that afternoon at Yankee Stadium when Babe Ruth said goodbye to his fans. Every seat in the giant stadium was filled. The great Babe was dying of throat cancer. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You know how bad my voice sounds. Well, it feels just as bad. You know this baseball game of ours comes up from the youth. That means the boys. And after you're a boy and grow up to know how to play ball, then you come to the boys you see representing themselves today in your national pastime. The only real game, I think, in the world, baseball. And it was only a few years later that another sorrowing crowd filled Yankee Stadium. This time, it was to say so long to Lou Gehrig, for he was fatally ill and had not long to live. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Jack, I don't think pictures would have helped either scene. I know that when I listened, I could picture easily those two men dwarfed by the immensity of the stadium. Yet their words were big and clean and brave. For sheer, unabashed sentimentality, radio certainly was the winner, hands down. It could deliver a message that stayed with its listeners. For many years, Amos and Andy's Christmas show included this sequence, and certainly it contained the essence of love. Daddy, can I turn on the little radio for a minute before I go to sleep? Well, just for a minute or two, darling. I'll snap it on for you. There he is. Now, we let it warm up a few seconds. 
We don't want to wake up baby. Oh, music never wakes him up, Daddy. Well, let me straighten your covers out a little bit. Did you say your prayers, honey? Mommy heard my prayers before she went out, Daddy. The Christmas choir continues with the Lord's Prayer. Well, now get under the covers, honey. Daddy, could you get some Christmas music on the radio? Why, darling, this is the very best Christmas music you could get. They're going to sing the Lord's Prayer. I've been saying the Lord's Prayer with Mommy. She's been teaching it to me. I know she is. What does the Lord's Prayer mean, Daddy? It means an awful lot. And with the world like it is today, it seems to have a bigger meaning than ever before. But what does the Lord's Prayer mean, Daddy? The Lord's Prayer? Well, darling, I'll explain it to you. Oh, will you, Daddy? Now, you lay down and you listen. All right. The first line of the Lord's Prayer is this. Our Father, which art in heaven, that means Father of all that is good, where no wrong can dwell. And then it says, Hallowed be thy name. That means, darling, that we should love and respect all that is good. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth as it is in heaven, that means, darling, as we clean our hearts of all hate and selfishness and fill our hearts with love, the good, the true, and the beautiful, then earth will be like heaven. That would be wonderful, Daddy. Give us this day our daily bread. That means to feed our hearts and minds with kindness, love, and courage, which will make us strong for our daily tasks. And after that, the next line says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You remember the golden rule, honey? Yes, Daddy. Well, that means that we must keep the golden rule and do unto others as we would want others to do unto us. Oh. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That means, my darling, to ask God to help us do and see and think right so that we will neither be led or tempted by anything that's bad. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That means, darling, that all the world and everything that's in it belongs to God's kingdom. Everything. Your mommy, your daddy, your little brother, your grandma, you and everybody. And as we know that and act as if we know it, that, my dear girl, is the real spirit of Christmas. That's good, Daddy. I know that the old must give way to the new, that progress and technological improvement must bring change. But I do think that something good was lost when radio tipped its hat to television. Yes, Frank, I think you're right. Jack, our deepest thanks for your help and guidance in compiling this living memory book. It's been a wonderful and sentimental journey. And you and I have shared our fondest memories of radio with our listeners. And perhaps we've helped them to rekindle the memory of beloved friends. And especially the warmth of a family sharing imaginations together. 
Now we invite you to gather your family and friends around you and enjoy the special full-length Arch Obler drama on the final side of this treasury. This is Frank Knight speaking to you as I have done these many years on behalf of the Longines Symphonette. That was great moments of humor and pathos. Radio programs did not always follow the script. Now here's a special production of Arch Obler's presents Cat Wife with the voice actors Chester Stratton, Hal Perry, Jay Novello, Vic Perrin, and Virginia Gregg. This is Arch Obler. Do you love your wife or your husband or your friend? Or do you hate? The terrors you are about to hear are in your own mind. Listen to them. Hey, now that's enough. Cut it up, drink it up, will you? Oh, Linda, for the love of my, cut it out, will you? Your husband will be tearing in here in a minute. Oh, yeah? So what? Hey, give me my drink, Joe. Oh, baby, do I feel swell. Oh, golly, look what time it is. Come on, Joe, we better get out of here. Yeah, Oh, no, no, don't go, don't go. I don't want to be alone. Your husband's here, ain't he? Oh, so that's the same thing, isn't it? Come on, stick around. Let's have some more fun. I got, let's say, blue, blue, I'm as blue as I can. Linda, for heaven's sakes, Linda. Oh, well, speak of the devil. Hi, you Johnny boy. Come on in, the water's wet. (laughs) Only don't slip on the ice cubes. Linda, for heaven's sake, I'm trying to work. Oh, go away, go away, you're spoiling my party. Throw him out of here, Kenny. He's only my husband. Oh, Linda, take it easy. Get out of here. You, whatever your name is, get out. Okay, okay. You two, go on, clear out. No, no, wait, don't listen to him. It's my house. It's my house. You, you, you kicked him out, my friends. You kicked him out. Linda, I've begged with you. I've pleaded with you to keep those people out of this house while I'm trying to get some work done. You kicked him out. My friend! Night after night, you and those people yowling and screaming like a pack of alley cats. And you're the worst of all. I'm through, Linda. I'm through with you for good. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Now, keep away from me. Keep away. Oh, Linda. You see? You're not through with me at all. Oh, Linda, Linda. No. Will you let me go? Let me go! I don't want you, you fool. You're not through with me. I'm through with you. Linda, you're my wife. Oh, is that supposed to hold me to you? 
Why do you think I married you? You loved me. You must have loved me. I loved you about as much as that canary up there loves its cage. Stop that. I told myself I'd stay with you a year. For five years? Yeah, five years, because you threw me a curve. You started to make more than I ever thought you could make. (laughs) But now I've had a belly full. So goodbye, mister. I'm cashing in. Linda, you don't mean that. One side, bookkeeper. I'm headed for Vegas. You're no good. I know you're no good, but heaven help me. I love you. I've never loved anybody else. Get out of my way. No, I won't let you go. You've got to stay. Take your hands off me. You let go. No good. You, you cost me, me my self-respect, oh, you, but you're going to stay with keep me. Keep your hands You'll off me. You stay with me or I'll cut you off without a cent. You'll never get a dime from me. Not a dime. Now, you stop that. Are you Stop sad? laughing. Oh, you fat-headed sap. You stop that. Not you're going to cut me off without a cent, are you? Oh, you fool. I've got everything that belongs to you now. You hear me? Everything. What are you talking about? What are you saying? This house. It's in my name, isn't it? The car. It's in my name, isn't it? You you wouldn't. Wouldn't I? Well, listen to this, my darling husband. I cleaned out the bank account yesterday. No. Every cent of it. I won't be in the street. You will. This is my house. Get your things and get out of here. What? I'll kill you. No. I'll kill you. Oh, you stop it. No! No! Let me go. Let me go. Egyptian cat! Broken! It was your arm. You pushed me against it, you! You, you and your stupid cat statue. We're talking about our marriage. You broke my Egyptian cat! All right, I broke it, I broke it. They're more important to you. I'll break them all. No! 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 Oh, what are you doing? Stop it! I'll stop you! My face! Broken. Oh, broken. <laughs> my lovely cats. My babies. My babies. Blood me. Blood My babies. Is that what they were to you? Babies. A cat. That's what you are. Mother of cats. A cat. A cat. That's what you are. A cat. A big white cat. You think like one. You screech like one. You claw like one. You even look like one. Your eyes. I never realized before. Your cat's eyes. That's what they are. Cat's eyes. A cat. I didn't marry a woman. I married a cat. You're a cat. A backyard, back fence cat. That's enough of that. Stop saying it. A cat, a cat, a cat. Stop staring at me like that. Stop staring at me! John! John, what's happening to me? John! My head! I can hardly see! John, help me! John! Linda! What are you staring at? What are you? Staring at what are you? Linda. Linda. <laughs> now, John, that's quite enough of that. Doctor, what have I done? Will you listen to me once and for all? Stop blaming yourself for what happened. You don't understand. 
You weren't there. I understand your wife very well, and I don't have to specialize in psychiatry for that understanding. Oh, tell me. Well, it's preposterous to say you're to blame. She was in a hysterical condition. The suggestion that she was a cat resulted in a temporary retreat from reality. Then I am to blame. Not a bit of it. It would have happened somewhere, sometime. Oh, now. Look here, I told you five months ago that your wife was mentally ill. No. You said no then, and you say no now. I know Mental she is... Mental illness has all sorts of levels, has all sorts of manifestations, and all sorts of reasons. Her abnormal attachment to that collection of pottery cats substitute for the children she could never have. Now, I warned you of that, too. You talk, and you talk, and you talk, but what about now? She's in there, sick. What good is your talking? I'm through talking. She's under sedation. She'll sleep until morning. I'll come back then and face the issue of treatment. All right? If you say so. I do indeed. Good night. Now do get some rest. Linda, I've got to see you again. I've got to make sure you're all right. He's sleeping. So quietly. Face like a child's. Her hands on the covers. Like claws. No. No, Linda. I didn't mean to wake you up. Smiling. Your teeth like fangs. <laughs> Doctor, listen to her. Dear God, listen to her. Fingers into claws, teeth into fangs. It can't be happening, and yet I've seen it. Why are you standing there? Why don't you do something? But what? In the name of all that's rational, what? Well, there must be something, a, a, a drug, something, something. Yesterday I had all the answers, a retreat from reality, psychosomatic. Now, I don't know. I have to call in someone else. What? Consultation. Another doctor. Yes, that's it. Get someone to help me. No, no. Now, wait. Now wait. Stop pulling at me, John. Wait. What are you, you doing? You're calling in someone else? Yes, yes, of course. Fact of the matter is, I think I'll phone my friend Dr. Rodman at County. Now, don't look at me so blankly. It's the only possible answer. Answer? Well, this horrible thing that's happened to your wife, it goes beyond just you and me. It goes beyond the normal into the supernormal. Now, where's the telephone? Oh, yes, at the foot of the stairs. No. Now, what are you doing, I John? won't let you phone anyone, no. Now, are you out of your mind? Let go of She's me. She's Linda, my wife. Oh. I cursed her to God, and I turned her into a yowling beast. Oh, John, It's my shame, mine. Yourself. And you're not going to tell anyone else about it, no one. Now, look, John, I'm getting a little weary of your hysteria. Will you let go of me? You've got to swear you won't tell anyone. Let go of me. <laughs> he fell. Doctor, are you dead? Oh, Linda, who will help us now? No. No, try to sleep, darling. Try to sleep. Yes, I know, darling, but it's almost morning. You must rest. Sleep, Linda. Sleep, my darling. 
I'll tell them he never came here and no one will ever know, darling. What is it, darling? What's the matter? Why are you getting up? What is it? Why, why go to the window? What do you want? If I could only understand you, if I could only know what you're trying to say to me. Oh, no! Linda, no! No, stop! Stop! Ah, good morning, Mr. Taylor. Always my first customer. Morning. I was saying to my wife I was eating breakfast this morning. Yes, I... yes, Mr. Heinrich, some other time. I'm in a hurry. My order, please. Oh, but you didn't give me an order yet. How about a nice broiling steak? No, no, nothing like that. But broiling a steak, that's easy. When my wife goes to the country, that's what I always make for myself. No, now I'm in a hurry. My package, have you got it? All right, all right. You don't have to get so excited, Mr. Taylor. What do you want, the same as yesterday? Yes, yes, the same as yesterday. A couple of pounds of fresh liver. A small steak, you... Liver. All right, all right. But it's not good for you for three days. Ever since your wife went away, you eat nothing but liver. Are you going to fill my order? I am filling, I am filling. So, liver for cats. Why do you say that? Why shouldn't I say it? So much liver is for cats. Listen, this morning I caught a couple of mice in a trap. Maybe you'd like to take them along. Blast you. Mr. Taylor, the liver, you for... Crazy customers. Close to me. Always close to me. Never leave me now, will you? It's better this way. No, no, it's all right. I I won't answer it. All right, if you want me to. But what if it's about him? That's true, I buried him. They wouldn't know. All right, all right. I'll have to leave you alone for a moment, Linda. Don't be impatient. I'll get rid of whoever it is in a moment. Yes, yes. Well, what is it? What is it? Are you the owner of this house? Yes, what do you want? Uh, Kerrigan's my name. I've got that green house across the alley from you. Yes? Well, we never met, but as I said, Kerrigan's the name. I'm with the department. Department? Police. I'm desk sergeant at the 3rd Precinct Station. What do you want? Well, I, I don't want a thing. Uh, efficiently, that is. See, I'm off duty today, so I thought I'd drop over and talk to you about it. Uh, do you mind if I step in for a moment? Step in? Yeah, in. Uh, of course. <laughs> Thank you. 
Say, I just get you up or something? No, no. Well, you got a nice place here. Yes, nice, very nice. Oh, say, hey, look at that. What? The birdcage on the floor. Oh, yes, I knocked it over last night. Did it get out? What? The canary. Did it get out? The canary? Yeah. It, it died. Oh, that's too bad. A long time ago, a, a long time ago. Oh, now, now, that reminds me why I came over here. Yes? Now, I'm not the one who's complaining. Uh, believe me, if, if I put my mind to it, I could sleep through a rocket launch. And, but it's my Ella. A little noise, and she's walking the floor all night. Oh, say, I'm not disturbing her, am I? Her? Yeah, you know. The missus. She's still asleep. No, no, of course not. She's out of town. Oh, well, that's fine. I always like to talk things over without the women around. They get so emotional about nothing. What's wrong? What do you want to tell me? Well, now, take it easy. It's just the cat. Cat? Yeah, the cat. Just got it, didn't you? I have no cat. But uh, my Ella heard it. Well, I heard it, too, for that matter. I have no cat. But it came right from this house. I tell you, I have no cat. Isn't that sufficient? Well, now, seeing as you're talking that way, I'll speak up myself. Now, I heard a cat yowling last night, and the night before, and the night before that. Now, and it came right from this house. Now, what do you say to that? Get out. Out. All right, now, wait, don't get excited. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I haven't got a cat. Maybe it's a, a stray one caught in your cellar without you knowing it. Now, if you just let me go down no. there and... No, I tell you, there is no cat here. Now, get out, get out, get out of here. It's your house, and if that's the kind of neighbor you want to be, I guess I can... Well, what, what are you standing there for? Get out! Get out! Now, just a minute. No cat, eh? What was that I just heard? I told you to get out. You've got no right to come barging Mister, you are a liar. Get out. Get out of here. Oh, no, I won't. Listen to that animal. If that intersection 48 creating a public nuisance, I never heard one. You get out of here. This is my house. Now get out of now here. Now stop pulling at me, mister. I may be off duty, but I'm still an officer of the law. And I'm telling you, that cat in there is violating the city ordinance. Oh, listen to it. What the devil? Yes, yes, I lied. It's a cat. It's just a cat. I'll make it be quiet. If you go away, I promise to make it be quiet. Will you let go of me? If it's just a cat, what are you getting so excited about? It's my house. Well, it's sure my house. sure it's your house. Well, what's going on here? I think I'll just no, take a no, look. No, stay away. Here. Don't open it. Oh, no. I told you. I told you to go. What is it? No, no. Stay away. Linda, don't. Oh, my gun! Gotta get... <laughs> Linda! Oh, Linda! I had to shoot! I gotta get help for my eyes! Close to me. Yes, Linda, close to me. you. 
Well, that concludes the second episode of Air Checks. I'm your host, Ty Rose Now. Next Saturday, we will have more of Air Checks, and you will be surprised by some of the shows that we will bring up. In the meantime, see you next week on the same channel.